Merry Christmas, Internet. Oh. Yeah. I see what you did. Your one excuse no longer counts, yeah. Internet. Now, if you're going to get mad about us celebrating Christmas, you're just a shitty, grinchy asshole who yeah. has no joy in their lives. So. Because, yeah, yesterday was Remembrance Day and everyone's like, you got to wait till after Remembrance Day. Well, it's after Remembrance Day, so Merry Christmas. It's over. Let's put up our trees. Or Xmas or Happy Holiday. Let's or get our, our present. Whoa, Dale. However you guys Can want Can you not just say Merry say Christmas? Apparently, it's a swear word in there. Are you a troop in the war on Christmas? You can't say Christmas because it has the word Christ, which is a swear word. You also, I don't think anyone ever can said I just, Christmas. Can I just say Merry Fuckmas? I don't think anyone ever said that. Let's just change it to Fuckmas. <laughs> okay. Merry Fuckmas. <laughs> you don't like swear words? How about that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Good. Good open. Totally good open, bro. Welcome to episode uh, 67. Yeah. 67. Is that where we're at? Yeah. What, isn't that Crosby's number? What? No. Who's, Crosby's 87. Who's number 67? Is yeah. anybody number 67? I'm going to double check and make sure that's what episode we're actually on. And that's what episode we're actually on. Because remember, last week was the episode of The Beast. Right. Because it was 66. And that's the one where we talked about all the death. That was. I just want to make sure we do uh, make special preparations for episode 69. 69. Because it's, nice. it's the sex act. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, like since about, I think it was like 62, I was like, we're almost at 69. <laughs> We're almost 40, and we're still excited to be almost at 69. Guess what? For our episode 69 extravaganza, Dale and I will 69 each other live <laughs> on air. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be uh, <laughs> an interesting Just podcast. Just an hour of muffled slurping. <laughs> and guess what? I'm not going to research that one either. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Mm-hmm. As you do. Oh, speaking of not doing research... I, I didn't do any midterm election research. Oh, yeah. We said this was going to be our midterm election. We might as well open up with that because I'm already bored of it. All I right. know that. Ooh, let me tell what I do know. Okay. The Democrats won the House. Yes. But lost the caucus? Senate. Senate. So they won a... Okay, that's all I know. Yeah. That's basically... They didn't lose it because they never had... They gained the House. Yeah. Uh, they lost... And you know what? The house always wins. Good one. So, in layman's term, <laughs> terms, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, what this means is if the Republicans come up with some shitty bill, it's harder for them to push it through? Yeah, they can't just railroad it all the way through now, although... Well, I did hear that since the Democrats won the house, they're going to revisit NAFTA and change it possibly. Or NAFTA hasn't been pushed through yet, so they're going to want to change it. Or what is it? it? The, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement rather there's, than there's NAFTA? St- they're still calling it NAFTA. Uh, Unless well, that's just progress. what the short term term for it is. Short the, short, the short term The term. shorthand term. The short term term. Because like, you know how like journalists always call stuff like – like in Canada, they call the political – Parties, the Whigs and the Tories, and nobody, namely me, doesn't really know which one's which, and <clears throat> there's no reason to continue calling them that. 
that's like how the journalists and the fake news is still calling it NAFTA when, yeah, Trump wanted to call it like what U.S. and Mexico are actually friends and Canada came along as a third wheel. Is that what the actual name of the thing is? What? U.S., Mexico, Canada. No, U.S. and Mexico are friends and Canada is the third wheel. Trade agreement. That's what they... Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Justin Trudeau. Oh, we can go yeah. into this after as well. I'm some, jelly of your hair. News. Trade agreement. Some uh, some or some recent news that we could touch on involving Trudeau. But uh, uh, his empty uh, apologies. Hey guys, I apologize for what the government did in 1859. Okay. No, this one was like a petty fuck you to Donald Trump. Did you see the the shit about fuck? We'll just get into it. Donald Trump. Donald Trump noted troop respecter who uh, lost his shit when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling at the National Anthem oh, at yeah. NFL Games, uh, refused to attend a World War I uh, Remembrance Day ceremony because of a light drizzle, uh, citing weather as the, answer, as the reason he couldn't attend. Well, A, everybody already goes after him for his hair. Could you imagine what that's going to look oh, yeah. like wet? It'll probably just like... He'll probably have, like, orange dye just running down the sides of his face. Well, so I think it's getting to the point where his hair is just, like, a few loose strands, like, teased yeah. out into maximum. Like, the guy's definitely balding. Well, he's, like, fucking 80. Yeah. He should. Isn't he, like, only two years younger than Bernie Sanders? He's old as fuck. That's the most ridiculous thing is we nonstop talk about how fucking old Bernie Sanders is. And then Trump's, like... Yeah, because Bernie Sanders is 76 and Trump is 72. And I don't know if you know how old 72 years, 72 is. Sanders is 77. God damn. Okay, he's five years old. Holy shit, Joe Biden's 75 years old? Yeah, but Joe. That's a very youthful 75. Yeah. You know what kept him that alive? Practical jokes and dick jokes. (laughs) So you and me are going to live forever. That's good to know. Side note. Uh, at a dinner party this weekend, I met someone for the first time and they found out how old I was. And I said, that's because I told you dick jokes right when I met you. So you just assume I was younger than I was for my maturity level. It's a great, great tactic. And first impressions are really hard to get rid of. So now she'll think I'm young forever. She'll also think I'm... Definitely think you're immature forever. Yeah, well, whatever. (laughs) I've convinced one girl to have sex with me semi-consistently, and I'm going to garner that as more than should be having sex with me semi-consistently. So, like, now that I have a girlfriend, whatever. Other girls could be like, you're the worst person on the planet, and I'd be like, I'll see you later. I have video games at home. (laughs) I have to go have sex. With my girlfriend on a semi-regular basis. (laughs) Uh, So midterm elections happened. There were some, like, some states flipped Democrat, some flipped Republican. Democrats made the most gains in, like, governorships of states. But uh, I think overall, the expectation was that, like, a lot of these moderate voters are like on the fence. Republican voters were going to like flip and go Democrat. And we were going to see this like massive movement across the states. that was, we're going to serve as like a big fuck you to Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, and that did not materialize. So I guess yeah. people aren't as upset with Donald Trump as well. The people that are upset with Donald Trump to the extent 
that the media would have you believe are the vocal minority. Yeah, there's a lot of people upset with Trump, but he still got elected and there's still people who support him for whatever reason. I think it's more just because of the the like this this above all else just goes to show you that like now people in the United States they don't they don't vote based on issue, they don't vote based on platform, they don't vote based on politician, they vote based on the party they've already aligned themselves with. Yeah. Like that's it. Or if the other party has been feeling really preachy and patronizing to you, like the Democrats in the states are pretty much the right ones to go with right now. But they've been down talking to the Republicans and the swing voters for so long. that The swing voters are like, all right, you pretentious fucks. I'm just going to go with the loud. I'm going to call bullshit. on. No one votes based on that. Like everyone, everyone. Oh, yeah. Did you vote based on when? What did you vote in the last election, Dale? When did I vote? No, I voted for Trudeau. Yeah. But I voted for his party, not for Trudeau. Yeah. But that's the like, I don't, no one, everyone's like, oh, Democrats are like costing themselves votes by being like rude and condescending. No, they're fucking not. Like these, the people who are voting Republican are voting Republican, whether it doesn't matter what you say to them. A lot of them like to like, it's not like Republicans aren't being shitty Democrats also, but that's not switching people off of voting Republican. It's the lines are drawn. You have your party from birth that you are assigned, yeah. depending probably on what your parents believe. Yeah, it's like nine times out of ten. Toronto Maple Leaf fans, you yeah. only like the Maple Leafs because your dad liked the Maple Leafs. Nobody yeah. like looks at all the teams available and is like, "I'll take that team." Well, maybe now with Austin Matthews and Tavares, but before they had those two guys, they were just dog shit for so long. So yeah, it's like. You grow up in a house, your dad has a red tie, so you're like, oh, I guess I'll just buy a red tie when it's time to buy a tie. And then, or adversely, if you're on the left coast and you want a job in an art form like acting or music, you're like, well, I better guess vote blue because that's what all the actors and musicians like and I don't want to stick out. Yeah. Actually, what? where did your political beliefs come from? You, like when you look back over the course of your life, like what what has shaped other than the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> what has brought you uh, to no, where you are? Joe today? Rogan hasn't <laughs> shaped my beliefs. I just agree with him. Uh, just my personal beliefs and how I stand on certain um, issues that are around today, like. I'm by default Democrat just because – or de- Democrat or left-wing just because I believe in gay marriage. I believe in abortion. I believe in uh, social funding to an extent. But I also don't really believe in as much artistic funding as the artists get. So that kind of swings me back to right. So basically my my beliefs have always just been like I decided what I felt about everything and then I looked into public politics much later than I should have because I didn't vote for the first time till I was like 28 because I didn't give a fuck I almost feel like that's better like I have very strong opinions on like children being indoctrinated into like church when they're really young yeah. before they have uh, fully formed brains and can't like can't be like this is what I'm choosing as a person with a fully developed brain and free yeah. will to believe in and politics are essentially like they're the new religion for sure. You're mm-hmm. like indoctrinated as a right winger or left winger at a very young age and like fed a steady stream of bullshit by your parents or Facebook or uh, so I I would almost like 
everyone's like, oh, how do we like get the youth vote out and mobilize youth voters? I'm like, youth are fucking idiots. You, they, what should, they should do instead is restrict and move the voting age up. And like you can vote if you're 30 to like 50 years old. And then after yeah. that, your brain starts to turn to pudding. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to vote anymore after that. As terrible as that sounds, I agree. Because I think back when I was 25 and I was just an I, basically an idealistic idiot who didn't have like who my political beliefs weren't rooted in reality. Like I just figured that there was this big old money tree that Trudeau could be picking off to give all this money to all these different groups and it'd be fine because maybe the rich people would give him money. But Trudeau, Trudeau wasn't around when you were... No, but you know what I mean. Like idealistic. how nowadays you're Trudeau, idealistic. when he started at first, he was promising all these people money and you're like, where are you going to get all this money from? Taxes, motherfucker. And That's where it comes from. The best thing about Trudeau was as time goes on, he's like, oh, yeah, remember all that money I promised I'd give you? Uh, I can't. And how he pandered to basically the like 24 to 32 year old aged left wings. He was just like, yeah, sorry, all these promises I made to you, like not going through with Site C, not liking pipelines. Uh, Turns out that uh, I don't actually have all this like money from nothing so i do have to uh go against what i said before i mean to to contrast what there's there's ways to make that money like you raise the tax rate you raise the corporate tax rate you stop fucking subsidizing like the oil industry you don't buy a, a however much he spent for the pipeline i think it was three and a half bill something like that i mean that's money that could have been allotted to other things but yeah trudeau is very much a uh a centrist in that he is uh left-wing uh, completely superficially, and then actually right wing. Once you start digging a little underneath, oh yeah, that's what that's what like are. all people whose livelihoods come from business and corporations are. Like I don't even fault the guy is because it's like he still needs money to have this lavish lifestyle and whatever he puts in his hair, and he's not going to get that from like just raising taxes. He needs like kickbacks and whatever wherever political people get money that makes them side with corporations. I don't know what that would be. Like, I'm not a scientist, so I don't (laughs) know how you get money by siding with corporations over your public. But since most politicians do that, there has to be some way they're getting money out of it. Yeah, I assume it's more, uh, you know, donations and lobbying and special gifts from oh that leads us to another thing there's the uh the um election electoral reform referendum happening uh in in bc right now where they're uh proposing um moving away from first past the post to uh proportional representation which is a more like equitable way of forming government but for the listener and not me can you explain what this means in layman's terms yeah so basically there's uh, they use this in a lot of um a lot of elections in like europe and shit so from my basic understanding of it it's when you're voting yeah you basically rather than just being like i pick this one person yeah for you know prime minister or whatever yeah you vote for your top like three candidates okay or you would still just select one but when they're counting the votes 
they would do it in a way that like oh so it'd be like your first like say your first vote would count as three points your second one two points and your third one one point and then whoever gets the most points at the end wins instead of whoever gets the most singular votes yes okay and that's that makes that's sense. a way of like because you look at these situations that keep cropping up in north american politics where it's basically like the popular vote says something completely fucking different but uh but you have people getting elected just because of the way like districts are drawn and oh, that, yeah. like this party got the most votes in that like one fucking like area. gerrymandering like yeah hey Look at you! I know political look at terms. You. Uh, yeah. Let me let me see if I can look up how this works really quick. So, if you don't know what gerrymandering means, it's uh, this politician way back started redrawing the uh, district outlines because he was realizing he was getting more votes in specific areas. His name was Jerry. And the I don't way think he, that's true. No, it was. His last name was Jerry. Well, for real? And the thing he drew looked like a salamander, so it was called gerrymandering. And that's true. It is. That There's no way that's a true story. That's a true story. <laughs> Google it. I dare you. Don't okay. Google it right now, because there's not enough payoff to listen to you type on keys. Okay, what are you looking at right now? Just how... Uh, how uh oh sweet that's totally awesome how this works anyway i don't give a shit but there's people who are like arguing against it being like oh then we'd see all these like fringe political groups showing up in parliament and it would be way more unstable and i'm like you mean like having a premier that's partially green party yeah or like yeah like we have all these like bullshit coalition i think this is better because it would actually force these people to like work together. Like yeah. the system we have right now is that there are three corporations acting as political parties, but all they do is act in their own self-interest. Mm-hmm. They don't actually like serve the people like they're fucking yeah. supposed to, because all they're concerned about is getting reelected over the other two political parties. I think before they fix whatever uh, like before they change the way we vote they should make it mandatory that the liberals provincially and the liberals federally are the same party (laughs) and not the opposite sides of the coin because liberals federally are like the centrist like center right right party whereas liberals in bc are the far right party they're like the conservative party so what they should do is like the states where they just have maybe they should still have three. Like they should have uh, like conservative, liberal, liberal and NDP. They should have those three parties just go like blue, red and orange and like make them all have the same name federally and provincially. And then that would clear up a lot of, uh, well, probably just my confusion. I imagine Anybody I think a lot else? of other people are legitimately, tra- particularly uh, people who just vote by like party name and don't bother mm. learning anything ever, which truthfully, probably the majority of most voters. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Like spend 20 minutes reading about each political platform and then vote? 
Who's got time for that? Nobody. I got to prep my doomsday bunker for a migrant invasion. So, like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, caravan of Guatemalans. Yeah. Where are they at right now? Yeah. Uh, Mexico uh, City? Mex- Mexico City. Okay. You still got a couple weeks, guys. So maybe you got you got maybe make your little bunker have some teak on uh, my, my favorite fucking thing would be if that caravan got to the United States and they yeah. were like, no, fuck you guys in your shitty country. We're just trying to get to Canada from here. Like we're going to keep going up through <laughs> the Pacific coast until we reach the promised land, which yeah. is no longer the United States of America. And Trudeau would be like, welcome. We take all. So anyway, uh, midterm elections. I guess we're all caught up on that. Uh, I'm like, legitimately, I, I do not think it is beyond the realm of possibility that Donald Trump gets reelected in 2020. Oh, he's definitely getting re- Did I ever tell you about the conspiracy theory I heard? That the reason we're now going eight years, like two terms for each political party is because in, I think it must have been when Clinton was, when Clinton was president they just got together and they're like, all right, we're just going to switch back and forth every eight years. Because otherwise, it doesn't make sense that, like, Bush would get two terms. It makes sense that Obama got two terms. But it's like, these guys are so hated. And then, like, the second term, they're just like, well, you're in. Like, remember how much people hated George Bush Jr. after he got elected? And there's like, there's no way he's getting in. And then he won... By a better margin, yeah. But the then second election. that's because nine eleven happened. But yeah. like, I feel I I understand what you're saying because it's basically like there is like the the first four year term, yeah, where they're like pretty strongly disliked, and then there's the second four year term where they're just like fucking hated, and it's like okay, we're gonna vote in the other party now. Yeah. So it's just basically like you're trade, you're just flipping uh, the president's political party every eight years. Yeah. So like clockwork. Basically, what the Democrats should be doing is prepping for twenty twenty four. Yeah, exactly. Like looking at like some, I guess studs or studettes that would actually beat the Republicans, and then maybe like in. 2020, they do another publicity stunt where they just put someone forward who is like a Kerry or someone like that. Like John Kerry. Remember when he went against... Did he go against Bush? He ran against Bush, yeah. Yeah. Put it forward someone like that where it's like you just owe him political favors and then you're like, fine, you can run for president. You're never going to win because we're already... Just some oatmeal person. Yeah. Just put Bernie in as the candidate in 2020 because, like, fuck it. He's like, let him go out and his life because he's old as fuck as the Democratic nominee for president. He's not going to win. It'll shut the Bernie bros up and then everyone can start planning for 2024. It'll be like his Lifetime Achievement Award. He gets to run for president and lose. What more could you want? Yeah. Do you want to... Are we done with the politics? Uh, Yeah, I feel like we've informed everyone. My big problem with the midterm elections was I feel like I was promised a lot more drama. Like, everybody's like, everybody get out there and vote. Like, all these stars are like, just get out there and vote. And then they had, like... Was it like a record high voting turnout? No, I do not think so at all. Let me check here. I have, I, well, anyways, I heard in passing that it was higher turnout vote for midterm elections than, say, the last ones. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, 
to me, the U.S. still seems like the same country. It's not like they chased all their villains out and now they're some good guys. They just seem like... Uh, oh, no. Uh, voter turnout for the 2018 midterm elections reached new highs. In all, an estimated 113 million voters cast their ballots, making this year the first midterm to exceed 100 million votes. There you go. Uh, nearly 48% of eligible voters exercised their right in these midterms, compared to almost 39% in the 2014 midterms. Hmm. Uh, but midterms are notoriously are less. They bring out fewer people than the presidential elections. Well, so. yeah, as to say, because nobody gives a fuck about the House and Senate, Senate, governors, governors, governors. I would care about like that's like your state election, right? Like you should give a shit about that probably. Oh, so that's like their like premiers. Yeah. yeah. So oh, so they're like this was them picking their premiers pretty much. In some states. They have it on this like weird fucking rolling schedule where it's yeah. like this is why the Republicans were pretty much guaranteed to maintain control of the Senate because like they only had 12 of their seats that were being voted on and the rest everyone's in into like 2020 or 2022. Okay. So yeah. I could not begin to break it down or explain Please how don't. the schedule works. I've, I've already talked about politics more than I'm comfortable with talking about politics. Cool. What's next? Dick jokes? Do you want to do... Uh, do you want to do like a... Uh, uh, the alt-right roundup where basically we talk about all the alt-right groups that fucked up? Oh, wait. There was something else that I wanted to kind of... Uh, Oh, yeah. No, we can save those for after the break. Sure, let's talk about that. Okay, so uh, what happened in Calgary was there was a, what was it? The United Conservative Party had a speech or had like a conference and not the leader, Jason Kenney, but one of the other guys compared the rainbow flag to the... uh, cross and sickle or the hammer and sickle or the Nazi flag, the swastika. It's a very reason take. He got his ass chewed out by everybody, including Jason Kenny, who is the leader of the UCP. And I'm mostly bringing this up because Jason, I'm not a conservative guy usually, but Jason Kenny, um, in like two sentences, explain how I feel about basically the last four years of the political climate. And he said, this tendency to trivialize the unique meaning of Nazi and Soviet terror must stop. Genocidal totalitarian totalitarianism has no relationship to political disagreements in our liberal democracy. And uh, counterpoint, fuck Jason Kenney. The guy's like Canadian Ted Cruz. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he's good. I'm he just sucks. saying... His quote in telling people, I fucking hate him. Hey, if you don't agree politically, stop bringing up the Nazis. That serves no one. Yeah. Then, I will say that this also gets trotted out a lot when people are talking about actual Nazis, though, like the alt right or like white supremacists. And you call them Nazis, and everyone's like, ah, you're just calling me a Nazi because you don't agree with me. It's like, no, it's because you say, like, Jews should be rounded up and incinerated. Oh, yeah. Like, if they, that, in that situation, they, yeah, I agree with. The Nazi comparisons are okay. But, like, yeah, telling people they're Nazis when they don't have those beliefs is just 
kind of crying wolf and then nobody's going to believe you when you do call it. Let's talk about this high school. Was it the Bubaloo? Uh, Baraboo? Baraboo School, which... Baraboo High School in Wisconsin. Apparently is pretty much the worst place to go to a high school because I was reading up on that. What happened was junior prom, which I guess is the grade, what, seven to nine? Whatever, whatever junior high is. They had their prom, and in their picture of all the boys who were junior graduating that year, they're all making the Nazi salute. And then some guy was like, some guy on Twitter's like, yo, what the fuck's happening? And then his inbox started getting flooded with all these people being like, yeah, I graduated from that school. It's fucking terrible. And all these... I had all these complaints about them, like, screaming the N-word and being uh, racially insensitive to Native Americans. And the teachers are like, that's just their First Amendment rights. You can't really stop them from doing that. And now this is terrible because you have a whole bunch of them doing it. You sounded like you wanted to say something. Well, I was just reading. So there was this Twitter account called Welcome to Baraboo. And I don't know if it's like sort of affiliated with the school. But the tweet said, we even got the black kid to throw it up. Meaning they got a black kid to make a Nazi salute. And they were pretty. So I I think that removes any context or or like any argument they might have where they're like, no, this is an innocent thing. I don't think that was the actual school, though. But. Yeah, like as you could see, there's like some – the insensitivity in this school is pretty much right through to the foundation. Like that wood's rotten. You pretty much need to burn it down. And this is this is kind of interesting because as much as someone would hate what like the left does, they're pretty good at chasing out the uh, – like forming a mob and – getting people to be punished for their crimes. Like you can't just have like, and the picture is pretty much all of the boys throwing it up except for like two or three. So it's going to be interesting to watch what happens at this high school. Like if the faculty get in trouble, like which students are going to get in trouble and all that stuff. Yeah, it does look like there's actually a lot of racism in this. I'm just reading this Twitter thread. We'll link it in the show notes. But uh, there's a lot of students from this school reaching out being like, hey. Yeah, it's pretty racist. Oh, and another thing that this annoyed me, like, this is totally just a side note. Like, one of the kids who didn't throw up the, uh, the Zig Hale sign. Oh, I guess we should say that. That's what they were doing. They all had their, like their Hitler salute going. Did we say that's what they were doing in the picture? Uh, Anyways, they're yeah. doing that bullshit where they put the right hand up. See, see, hey. Yeah. And one of the kids is doing the circle punch game where people have somehow decided that this was a white supremacist symbol when for about 20 years, it's just been dickhead guys making a circle with their index finger and thumb. And then... If you look at it without sticking your finger in and out of that that circle, they get to punch you. But if you stick your finger in the hole without them like pulling their hand away, then you get to punch them. 
and it's this dumb game that's been around for the it, oh another <laughs> rule it has to be below your waist. Oh. So the whole thing is, yeah, like you try to you go like, hey, look at my jeans, and then someone looks at your jeans and then you punch them. Why? That's so weird. <laughs> that's like if there's a way to guarantee I don't look below your waist, it's coming up to me being like, hey. Check out my jeans, big boy. Oh, yeah? Look at you these. You know what would get you to look below my waist? I'd be like, hey, are these dress shoes Chelsea's or Oxford's? Yeah, I would be able and to. And you would definitely look at them, <laughs> and then I would get to punch you. So anyways, I'm just saying, that's not a white supremacist. Like, so it handsome. started out with uh, a bunch of white supremacists were or just like alt-right troll shitheads for doing it. Yeah. And then a bunch of people on the left got outraged and were like, this is like a white supremacist thing. And then these troll shitheads were like, hey, we're totally going to take it and start doing it just to trigger the libs. But from that, I feel like it's kind of evolved into that now. Like, well, when the only people making it are no, alt-right I think, troll shitheads. I think there's legit a lot of people who still do it just to play the game. I'm not looking at your hand. But, like, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, it has – it is in a roundabout way become a white supremacist symbol because the white supremacist wanted to be what a white What is it? It's like the symbol. AOK sign. Yeah. Like, this is – there's an emoji for it and everything. Yeah, and it's, that started like as a joke because when you make the OK sign, your three fingers look like a W and then the circle is supposed to be the P and they're like white power. And that started out – Wait, really? Yeah, that's how the meme started. It started out as like this was that comes I can kind of see it. I that guess. comes back from like the Peppy. Oh yeah. And they're like this is white power. Look out. And that was like right trolls on like internet forums being like look out for this and then it quickly got like thrown out because people were like yeah, that's not real. That's not a thing. And then like Derek said, then the white power people were like, oh, yeah, let's make it a thing. So some people started saying that the OK symbol was white supremacist because some idiot white supremacist started using it. So that one's kind of in limbo. But the thing with the OK symbol is you don't get to punch somebody who looks at your hand when you're making an OK symbol. This just means that you got to we got to bring it back. Yeah. You gotta like like the uh, the gay fellas did with the gay sex. Oh shit! I <laughs> yours. Damn it! <laughs> See, we're not with we're the, not white supremacists for playing this game. We're just idiots. Yeah, but although I, we do, I do gotta say, not all idiots are white supremacists, but all white supremacists are idiots. Damn! Nice. Yes. Okay, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're not going to talk about politics for at least ten and a half more episodes. And I am glad. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we're back. Dale did some some uh, high octane research in on the break here. So uh, remember how at the beginning of the podcast I said that sixty seven was some super famous hockey player's number. 
Yeah. I don't remember. Did did you say that? Podcast's longest tease. We didn't just forget about it and then remember it on break. Yeah, no, I said that and I totally forgot about it. And uh, I should have probably not even brought it up because the you know, most famous person at number 67 is Michael Froelich, who I guess is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I remember him being a... I had him on my fantasy team a couple of years in a row. Isn't he still playing? Isn't he? He's on the Flames, right? Yeah, I feel like he's a Flames. Unless it's a different Frolik. Uh, yeah, I guess. No, he still plays. Huh, there you go. Look at that. Michael Frolik, number 67. There you go. Uh, were there any 69s, Dale? Yes, there is one hockey player who had the number 69 in all of NHL history. And his name was Melvin Angelstad, and he was 32 years old, and then the Washington Capitals in 2003 called him up for two games, and he played with the number 69. Look at this guy. For both of those games. This and 100% looks like a guy who would wear number 69. Yeah, that is the face of a guy who makes his hockey number 69 <laughs> and still plays professional minor league hockey into his 30s. I mean, I guess you're going to get paid more than some random job. Uh, I don't actually know about that. Well, if you're drafted, don't you get the NHL minimum? Uh, not for AHL salaries. Let's oh. let's check it out here. I thought... Uh, um, even though they are paid only during the six-month regular season, American Hockey League players earn a minimum of $42,000 per year. Oh, yeah. That's... Less than I make, so that's garbage. That's like having a $20 an hour job. The average annual salary in the AHL is about $90,000. Okay, that's a little bit more than I make, so uh, good for you for making $45 an hour. A player in the AHL can earn anywhere between $39,000 and $350,000 annually. Oh my god. Imagine being a guy on the team... (laughs) Making thirty nine thousand, and you know your buddy is making three hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, how much would that suck? Uh, that would almost be like playing hockey with your manager because they always make that much more than you. Yeah, although you think on a hockey team, like there's not really a hierarchy, right? Beyond like captain, assistant captains, and then everyone else is just like. A player. Well, I imagine if you're in the AHL and a guy's 32 and you're 17, there's going to be some hierarchy there. Fair enough. Like him being twice your age and 100 pounds heavier than you and you kind of just leave him alone. Like, I don't imagine... can handle his alcohol properly. That almost seems kind of bad because, say, a 32-year-old gets in a fight with an 18-year-old in a hockey game. Like... Isn't that battery of a minor? Doesn't that happen in the NHL also, though? Oh, yeah, it does. (laughs) But that's the NHL. Like, that's like you're not just some scrub. Like, if you're in the NHL, theoretically, you should be good enough to be in the NHL. So you're not just like some 32-year-old plug who can't do anything but throw punches. Anyways. Speaking of taking some punches. Yeah. Did you hear about this guy who proposed to his girlfriend last week? Yeah, I heard about that. So she's running the New York City Marathon. For the first time. For the first time ever. She's been training for a year. And then her dickhead boyfriend decides, hey, I'm going to make the girl that I love the happiest girl ever and propose to her. I don't know why mile 16 is something that's super important. I guess that's like 
um, more than halfway because what is it, 26 or 26 miles for a marathon? So yeah. Anyways, people on the internet are fucking shitting all over this guy because he somehow ruined her marathon experience when uh, I don't know, like. I don't buy it. I think she's probably happier that he proposed to her than if he had not and just let her run. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a byproduct of, like, everyone just wanting to make the, like, splashiest, most ridiculous fucking proposal ever for the purpose of social media. But this guy, like, hopped a fence at mile 16. Yeah. And proposed to his girlfriend. Uh, She didn't see... So... Everyone's mad because they were like, hey, this girl was training really hard. Like, a marathon's a big deal. Uh... You know, he could have waited until the race was over. She could have also not worn makeup to run the marathon, which I noticed she was wearing. Ah, that's a problematic opinion, Dale. Let's unpack that. Well, I'm just saying if I think she knew it was coming. That's why I'm saying it. Like if if I was a female and I was going to run 26 miles and I didn't know I was going to get proposed to, I wouldn't wear makeup. I'd just kind of go in au naturel. Is she wearing makeup? It looks like she's wearing makeup. Maybe she's just very good looking. I feel like I would sweat makeup off if I was. Yeah. But like, anyway, she doesn't seem particularly upset, but everyone on the internet was super mad because this guy was making the proposal about him rather than about her accomplishment, which to those people, I want to say, what the fuck is wrong with your brain? Yeah. Proposals exist exclusively for the woman. No guy gives a fuck about the proposal at all. Yeah, like... We've essentially been dictated to that we have to buy you a ring. We yeah. have to spend a minimum three-month salary on it. We have to make this big fucking spectacle so that you feel appreciated. Uh, yeah. It's absurd. If guys didn't have to propose like this, they wouldn't. They'd just be like, hey, do you want to get married? That would be a proposal. Like while Just like casually, you're sitting there playing video games. Yeah. And you're just like, hey, we should get married. Yeah. That's it. There would be like two things. He would wake you up in the middle of the night, poking you with his Peter. He'd be like, hey, you want to get married? You want to have sex? <laughs> Those are like, that's <laughs> what would happen. And yeah. also, marriages would just be like, the guy would do the proposal, and then the next day... You just fucking, like, drive to the courthouse and sign some documents and you would be married. The entire spectacle of marriage exists for the women. So for everyone to shit their pants over this guy making a proposal about him yeah, is a little absurd. I gotta, I gotta call a little bit of bullshit there because I kind of care about a wedding. Oh! Like, I want a wedding. Oh! I don't want, like, a big extravagant wedding. But you want... Like a party where your friends can get drunk off of an open bar. Yeah. Like you don't. But want. I also want to pick out the decorations and shit because I was a graphic designer, so I feel like I should be able to pick See, like I'm the like, colors and stuff. So you want to like throw a party. Yeah. But you don't necessarily care about like a wedding. Well, I do and I don't. Like, I want to kind of pick what the decorations are going to look like and say, like, which color we're going to have and stuff. Like, I don't I don't care about the actual guy and us talking to each other. I just basically want to have a super extravagant, awesome dinner party for my friends. Yeah. So in that way, you're correct. I don't care about the... Okay, I don't care about the wedding part. I care about the reception part. Yeah. 
And that's the way I like this, like, new trend that's sort of coming about now where I'm seeing more couples do this. They have, like, a ceremony where it's them and maybe, like, five other people. Yeah. And then then the reception is for everyone. Because, like, really, that's the only part anyone gives a shit about. Nobody cares about watching you say your dumb vows. I mean, yeah, like, have you ever been, like, gone up to someone who got married and been like, thank you so much for letting me sit in that uncomfortable chair <laughs> and watch you awkwardly try to read a note and cry at the same time. That was very beneficial for me, and I feel like my life would be different if I didn't get that chance. <laughs> no, like, you're right. I guess you're right. Like, I don't care about the wedding. I care about the reception. Yeah, you care about throwing a bitch in party. Yeah, as for, like, the proposal, like, I don't want anybody looking at me when I propose to my girlfriend. Like, I just kind of want to be like off in the, but I don't know. I I'm kind of wrestling with how much I hate people and how much I need attention lately. But the proposal is definitely more. I hate people. I don't need attention for this in my life right now. Yeah. But do the, do your video game proposal. Yeah. Just like sitting there. Hey, uh, be like, Hey babe, can you pass me that? Xbox One controller. Oh, is there something? Is there something taped to the underside of it? Oh, <laughs> romance. <laughs> or see the passive aggressive side of me would way rather put the ring in an item of food or a drink, and then she could eat it or drink it, and then for our entire relationship, I could bring up how she ruined the proposal by eating or drinking the <laughs> ring. <laughs> And then you had to wait three days for her to, like, poop it out. Yeah. Uh, Or if it's me, 20 minutes. (laughs) Hey, yo. Yeah, I just hate this fucking argument that, like, the dude was making her marathon all about him by doing a thing that exclusively caters towards women. Also, complete side note, you and me are runners. Yes. You saw how she, like, one, not only one, she was wearing makeup. Two, I still don't know that she was wearing makeup. It looked like it was it's a grainy video, but it looks like she was wearing makeup. Unless she's just naturally got completely even toned skin and perfect eyebrows and eye lids that are a little bit darker than the skin around them, then maybe she just wasn't wearing makeup. Could be. Two, she was running with her phone in her hand, which You can kind of do if you're running two or three kilometers, but you can't do that if you're running a fucking marathon, especially because it looks like a fucking Google Note 2. Like it's it's a big phone. It's but she also like semi laptop. She she sees her guy. She runs over to say hi. She's smiling like I don't think she's not a competitive runner. She's not doing this. I feel like she wanted to do this. Just to say she, like, did the marathon. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I the don't fact know. that she ran over to her boyfriend to say hi without ever knowing what was going on means she doesn't care about her time because she's willing to just go over. Basically, all of this stuff I'm pointing out because she doesn't seem like a serious runner. And then he's just like, go. See, like, she stops. He's not like, hey, let's have a conversation and pose for some pictures. He's like, puts the ring on her, and then she waves, and she, like, runs back into the shit. But she also stops to go say hi to someone else and kiss them on the cheek. Yeah. I think it was – it could have just been a random stranger or friend congratulating her. I'm not saying she shouldn't be doing this when she's running. I'm just pointing this out because 
it's pretty obvious, like Derek said, she's not a competitive runner, and she's probably only doing this to say she did it, which kudos to her, but get off the guy's fucking nuts. He did a super gentlemanly thing. He gave her a fucking uh, proposal she'll never forget. Yeah, and yeah, I just hate that the the guy's taking shit for like ruining her shit. Like she still finished the fucking marathon, as far as I know. She didn't like, you know, fall and land on the ring, causing herself to like be unable <laughs> yeah, to finish the it marathon. Didn't slice her neck open, and now she's dead because and, of he proposed to her. Yeah, and next time I see like a proposal uh, on like you know the jumbotron at a sporting event yeah. i'm gonna be like oh look at this broad making the sporting <laughs> event all about her <laughs> couldn't wait until the sporting event was over could you yeah. selfish or it's like oh it's her first sports event game or it's just a game she came to watch the players dude don't propose to her don't ruin this for her yeah she's uh, trained for years that's actually a good that that's a good point but like there are a zillion reasons to get mad at shitty dudes in the world and for everyone to just be like, fuck this guy. He proposed to his girlfriend. Uh, What? This is one of those things where you have to get mad at the guys who are shitty because if you just get mad at all guys, then no one's going to believe you when you're saying a guy's shitty. Like, get mad at the guy who says how nice of a guy he is because his girlfriend's fat and he still loves her. That's the guy you get mad at. Whatever happened to thick wife guy? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're probably still married and he's probably still an idiot. I like how his nickname is Thick Wife Guy. Like, that's just PC enough that we can say it and not get in trouble. Like, you can't say Fat Wife Guy. You have to say Thick Wife Guy. Thick Wife Guy. Yeah. What does it say? He regrets it? Uh, I regret he. Uh, Thick Wife Guy. Just Google in here. I don't yeah, know. I don't think we have to explain who Thick Wife Guy no, is. No, we, co- we covered it in one of our episodes. Yeah, and if you don't know who Thick Wife Guy is, you're outing yourself as a non-dedicated listener. Basically, anyways, Thick Wife Guy is a guy who posted a picture of him and his wife on social media and was like, I'm such a good guy because my girlfriend's or my wife is fat and I still love her. That's how good of a guy I am. Every guy should be like me and love fat girls. Like, he didn't say fat girls. He said, like, bigger bodied, thick. He, like, very, like, gently tiptoed around calling his own wife fat. And then you look at his wife and she's just, like, this gorgeous, like, normal looking woman. Yeah, she's, like, (laughs) average size. And you're like, what the fuck, bro? I love thick women. Um yeah, get mad at that guy or get mad at the guy who, like, wouldn't even allow his wife to run in the New York City Marathon because women accomplishing things terrifies him. Or the guy who, uh, you know, instead of proposing to his girlfriend during the marathon, humped a baby into her the night before so that he could entrap her that way rather than with a ring that has some monetary value. I think it would have to be more than the night before to... Shut up, Dale. ...mess with... Oh, I'm not a scientist, but I understand the human gestation period. Yeah. Well, you should since you literally humped a baby into someone and Zero idea how that happened. Yeah. I just, like, it was not there, and then I had this fully formed infant son. Yeah. That makes sense. You do have... 
Is he still a toddler? No, I keep calling him that, and then I kind of have to walk it back because he's a kindergarten. I think now he's just like a kid, a child. Yeah, yeah. Like stop. They grow up so fast. (laughs) Uh, What else we got on the the shit? Okay, on the docket, we talked about Mayor Trumpy Bear. Let's 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 do it. Okay, I don't. I know we said we weren't going to talk about politics for ten and a half episodes. But I don't really know if this counts as politics. This definitely counts as idiots making purchases based on their political uh, standing. So basically, Trumpy Bear is a teddy bear who wears a little suit and has Trump hair. Has a little toupee, yeah. Yeah, and they're... The reason, like, this came up a couple of years, was it two years ago or a year ago? Uh, I did a search for it on Twitter, and the first time it was mentioned was, like, in April of 2017. Yeah, so we have talked about this on the podcast. You don't have deja vu thinking that we did. But the reason we're talking about it again is because Fox News ran an ad for Trumpy Bear. And it's still the same ad we saw a year ago where it looks like an SNL skit and you're like, this isn't real. And it's funny because Snopes looked into it and it is real. So it's funny because it's like, usually you see something patently ridiculous and idiots believe it. And then you go to Snopes and you're like, no idiot. Snopes says it's fake. And this one looks fake. And you're like, this has to be fake. And Snopes says, yeah, no, uh, the idiots were right. This is uh, true. So, um, yeah, Trumpy Bear is something you can buy. And in the ad, <clears throat> they tell you they have – my favorite's the motorcycle guy because they have this biker and he's like, I take my Trumpy Bear riding with me. And it shows a little video of a guy riding a motorbike with a teddy bear sitting on the seat in front of him. And that's just ridiculous. Like – wouldn't the teddy bear like fly away? Maybe you should get like a Snuggie that you have for kids and then you put your Trumpy bear in that. But then if you do that, the hair is just going to flip up right in your face as you're driving and then you crash your bike and then the world is rid of you and everybody's happy. I'm going to say if you want to make a quick buck, a Trumpy bear Trump Snuggie. Yeah. Capitalizing, like if you could get like a Shopify shop launch tonight selling these things and just like get someone to sew them for you, you could probably make some decent Christmas spending money. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to call it a Snuggie, not because I'm sure that that name is patented. What I am going to call it is a patriotic freedom holster (laughs) for your Trumpy Bear because I feel like the idiots who are going to buy a Trumpy Bear would pay more for for my Freedom Holster. Oh, 100%. That is a stroke of marketing genius and I kind of feel like we should... I'm going to check the URL. I also think we should start an underwear line and name it the freedom holster freedomholster.com is available (laughs) nobody steal this because i'm just saying i'm gonna actually entertain doing this for about a half hour till i realize that no no i'm not like oh i actually have to invest effort into this effort and money i could do one or the other not both uh but yeah i will say that like 
whoever launched this Trumpy Bear thing is a fucking genius. Because, yeah. like, there is nothing the right loves more than spending their money to own the libs. If you're like, hey, I'm going to raise taxes to, like, help out homeless people or veterans, they'll yeah. shit their mind. But if you're like, hey, pay me $50 for a fucking teddy bear to trigger your liberal friends, <laughs> they will absolutely do that with no hesitation. And then if you're like, hey, give me another 50 for an American flag freedom holster that you can wear on your chest to carry this bear around with you always. That's, See, a, that's a slam dunk, baby. Um, this might out me as the type of person I am, but the way you worded that, as in trigger and annoy your friends by spending money, that is also a way to get me to spend money because how <laughs> fucking hilarious. Just think about how funny it would be if you and me got a Trumpy bear and just went downtown Vancouver and just people lost their shit. Although I think it would kind of be. We could also do this as like a viral marketing stunt for the podcast. I don't know. How much do you think we'd be tiptoeing the line of getting punched in the mouth? For I doing think something we'd like walk that? that line every single day. Dan. Well, usually. Every day. Usually it's our personalities. Yes that we're walking that line. It's not pretending our political beliefs every are single day. I know wearing a mega hat would probably get you punched in Vancouver. Yeah, well, it did get that one guy fired from his job yeah. for refusing service <laughs> to so but yeah. no one's I don't think anyone's been punched in the mouth yet. They would probably would definitely get the hat stolen. Yeah. It might get us punched. Maybe the hat bear combo would be a little oh much my God. people. There you go. Put a mega hat on your Trumpy Bear in your holster. And the best thing about Trumpy Bear is it also has a folded up American flag in it. So you could just be like super yeah, patriotic. Like, you could like pull the American flag out of the back of the bear and yeah. like wrap it around. It's the fucking dumbest, smartest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. This company is going to make like billions of dollars. And you watch the video and you're like, who the fuck would buy this? And then you just get so mad because you're like, fucking everybody. These guys are going to make so much fucking money. Oh, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah. Oh, and it says own a piece of history. Okay. So he's not wearing a suit. He just has a collar cuffs and a red tie. Why would a bear wear a suit? Uh, why would a bear have blonde hair? Well, it's only 20 bucks. No. 40 oh. bucks. Two easy payments. You got to consider this bear would probably set you back like like manufacturing costs on this bear is probably like like three or four bucks. Yeah. They're selling it for $40. Yeah. They got a – I wonder how much extra shipping would be. Oh, and it comes with a certificate of authenticity in case somebody's running around making knockoff Trumpy Bears. That is hilarious. Exceptional Products, Inc. is a direct response marketing company that specializes in creating nationally known brand names for new products by using their their website is sellontv.com. So okay, well, what other products come from the uh, fine people who brought you the Trumpy Bear products? Here we go. Uh, Wrap, Snap and Go. The Herdini. Oh, that thing. Uh, what else? Save a Blade. What are you? Oh, you, uh... That's like a, like a, what is it? Like a fucking... 
protector for your razor blades. I guess. Uh, plaque attack. Plaque attack. Uh, you don't want that. What is that? Oh, oh it's, it's for dogs. It's like a dental thing for your dogs or it makes their teeth all nice. All right. I mean, I think Trumpy Bear is probably going to outsell the rest of these combined. Yeah, I mean, as handy as the Herdini would be, I don't think it's going to fucking be as dramatic a seller as Trumpy Bear like you just said. I think, like, uh, Trumpy Bear might actually be lightning in a bottle. Like, I think if you didn't know who exceptional products were before Trumpy Bear, you're definitely going to know who they are afterwards. I mean, do you think they would do – like if Trump doesn't run next next election and the Republicans put up like – Oh, Trump is absolutely running next election. Well, he's running, but that doesn't mean he's going to automatic. does he have to rerun for the leadership of the Republicans or does he just get that by default? Uh – I'm actually not sure if a sitting president who's eligible for re-election would have to go through the whole... Primary thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's, he's just automatically shooed in as the, as the candidate, unless he dies. I'm looking to see if there's a Trudeau teddy bear. There's not. No, I was thinking, like, what would they make for Ted Cruz or whoever would run in Donald Trump's place? Like a Cruz crocodile? Like a Zodiac like a stuffed Zodiac killer. <laughs> like a, that would probably work. Yeah. Fuck, how has everyone met Stan Lee? Oh, uh, rest in peace, Stan Lee. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't think he was the creator of Marvel Comics, but he was the creator of many of their most legendary He was uh, most legendary the creator characters. of pretty much every super famous Marvel superhero except for Wolverine. Uh, I looked Fantastic at, Four. Yeah. Spider-Man? Spider-Man, Hulk, Silver Surfer, Thor, Thor. X-Men. I th- well, the Avengers came after each person was introduced separately. Maybe... Oh, the Hulk. Did I say the Hulk? You said the Hulk. Uh, I think Iron Man. But it's... Well, it's hard... To, oh, Captain America? No, because... I, uh, I don't know. It's hard. But yeah, like Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Hulk, Thor, like... Those are pretty much the most famous ones, except for Wolverine. Uh, there you go. Spider-Man, Hulk, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, Daredevil, Black Panther, the X-Men, and the characters Ant-Man, Iron Man, and Thor. Yeah, there you go. He co-created them with someone else, but yeah, like, can you think of another guy who kind of created the characters more? I guess maybe Walt Disney created characters that are more famous than that maybe lucas because he made star wars george lucas for sure i put i put stanley in in his uh yeah on the same tier uh yeah like like basically and i'm glad stanley got to live long enough to like because he was just like toiling away on comic books oh yeah and like there was some Mass market appeal, like there were Spider-Man cartoons and shit when yeah. we were kids, but like nothing that took it to the level that like the Avengers movies did. Yeah. So it's good that he got to live to see that. Uh, dude was old as fuck though, like 95. 95. Yeah. Pretty good run. He looked good for 95. Like five years ago, he didn't look 90. Like like recently he was kind of looking pretty old, but 
Like even ten years ago, he I thought he was like like ten years ago when he would have been like doing cameos in like Iron Man and stuff. I thought he would have been like sixty five. Yeah, like seventy tops. Yeah, like he still uh, he managed to look younger than Bernie Sanders, who is like <laughs> yeah. the gold standard for how old dudes look. Yeah, Bernie Sanders is almost twenty years younger than Stan Lee. Think of that one, because Bernie Sanders looks older than Stan Lee. Although maybe being a politician is is more uh, oh, stressful I, than being a guy who gets to... Even talking about politics for the first half of this podcast, I feel like it aged me five years. Just because it's so stressful and so annoying. I'm just reading about uh, oh, more about Stan Lee. I, in, in preparation for this, I did try to like do some research and see if like Stanley had ever been like me too or had any problematic views or he uh, got something happened to him where someone stole a bunch of his money. And I think he did. Didn't he get quasi me too or something? Uh, he was accused of sexual misconduct. Yeah. Uh, Chicago area masseuse. Has accused former Marvel Comics editor-in-chief Stanley of sexual misconducts. Uh, KABC has also confirmed that on March 16th, a female victim filed a police report alleging that a male client touched her inappropriately while she was performing a duty related to her occupation. What year did they say when that happened? It was it was this year. Oh, he did it at the age of 95. 95. Uh, that's uh, Marvel a tough creator one. Stan Lee is accused of groping nurses. Here's another one. Oh, wow. Uh, this is probably the wrong time to bring this up because he did just pass. Yeah, and- that's true. We'll let the guy die. We'll discuss this on uh, on the next. Well, we'll give it a couple weeks before we start kind of bashing his reputation. But I'm, yeah, like. I'd say my favorite Stanley creation would be Fantastic Four, even though, because even though those movies were, they need to make a good Fantastic Four movie. I love the Fantastic Four so much that I thought those movies were good enough. I was like, oh sweet, it's my favorite characters, huh? Well, they fought the bad guy and they won, and there was some cool effects. That's all I need. Yeah, but you look at what they've done with like the Avengers franchise, and oh, yeah. why couldn't they do that with Fantastic Four? Now? Oh, they like, definitely get some could. Really because they, they remade – because there was Fantastic Four with, like, Jessica Alba in it. Yeah. And then they've remade they made it since two of then, those, right? And then they made one with Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller, and that was a couple years ago. That one was pretty good, which everybody also hated and I don't get. See, I don't get why everybody hates the Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller, but everybody loves Black Panther. Like, to me – they're pretty much the same movie. Like, you have the good guys who you like, and then they have bad guys, and then they hate the bad guys. I like Kate Mara. That was only, like, three years ago. And it wasn't even that cheesy. Like, they go to a different planet. One of the guys gets stuck there. He comes back with different powers, and he's the bad guy. Sweet. Whatever. It's a serviceable plot. Whereas Black Panther, they, like, he gets his power from a flower that he drinks and then to get rid of his power he drinks a different color flower juice i don't know but it's it's a lot cheesier than the fantastic four movie which i just think people 
won't let themselves like certain movies for whatever well, reason. Well, this was also one of the ones that, um, what was it, 20th Century Fox bought. The, so 20th Century Fox bought the rights to Spider-Man, X-Men, and Fantastic Four back no, in the day when Marvel Sony Studios owns was, Spider-Man. Yeah. Fox owns X-Men. Did you say X-Men? Yeah. So they own X-Men and Fantastic, and Fantastic Four. Four. So those ones are not put out by Marvel Studios. No. Which is where I think the success uh, of Avengers is, and that yeah. entire franchise is because Marvel like still owns those rights. But they sold those rights to Fox back when like Marvel was on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, so they auctioned off their, their most popular titles at the time. And now we're stuck with these shitty movies. Although X-Men, I feel like the series was... Pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. Like, people liked the second one. And the Wolverine movies were really good. And the Deadpool movies were good. Is that Fox as well? Yeah, okay. I think so. Or wait, it might not be? I don't know. Deadpool's the one I'm not quite sure. And then, but the thing is, Fox is in the process of being sold to Disney. So all the rights will become back under the umbrella of Disney. So... The X-Men and Fantastic Four can be brought back into Marvel Studios. So the same guys who made the Avengers movies can make a Fantastic Four movie, which will be great. I look forward to it. I, a re, my favorite thing about movies now is when they do a re-re-reboot. Like, yeah. in like four years, they're like, oh, those movies that we did, they've done this with what? Spider-Man? They've like, we've yeah, seen no fewer than like six different Spider-Men in the past like yeah. 10 years. Yeah, I mean like they rebooted Spider-Man twice in the last Actually, when did 15 the years. first Tobey Maguire one come out? I think it was the early 2000s. Cuz they had those three Spider-Man and then they had Andrew Garfield as two Spider-Man. 2002. Jesus Christ. We are old as fuck. So, yeah. Holy fuck. So 16 years ago, they come out with the first modern Spider-Man movie. And then they rebooted it twice in 16 years. Yeah, the Andrew Garfield one came out in 2012, so 10 years later. And now we're... That was only six years ago. Yeah. So they debuted Andrew Garfield in 2012. He had a sequel, and then they made Spider-Man Homecoming, I want to say 2016. So they had... Three different Spider-Man movies in like six years. Although Andrew Garfield was apparently fired from the Spider-Man franchise. Otherwise, he would probably still be Spider-Man. Why do you get fired? Does it say? Uh, he failed to show up at a promotional event. Holy fuck. <laughs> One of the emails leaked in the, the Sony hack in 2014 suggested that studio chiefs were unhappy with his failure to turn up at a promotional event along with poor box office figures and reviews for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, so that was probably like he didn't get fired for not showing up, but he didn't show up and they're like, this is our chance. He uh, didn't uphold his contract, so we're pulling the plug and we're going to get the new kid. Yeah. Who I don't know his name. Tom Holland. Yeah, so Tom Holland made Spider-Man Homecoming, but he was also in Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. So does that count as he's been in three movies? Because those were kind of cameos. 
so far appearing or starring in five films in four years. Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers Infinity War, the upcoming untitled fourth Avengers film, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh. 2019. Wow. Lucky guy. He's... Uh Made more Spider-Man movie appearances than Tobey Maguire and Adam Garfield combined. Well, he'll equal them, which is five. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton was a bad guy. He was the vulture in Homecoming. Well, apparently he's Have you be- not seen Spider-Man I, Homecoming? I will admit I have not seen... Bro. And I only saw the first Andrew Garfield one as well. Bro. That's where I stopped watching See, Spider-Man movies. what happened was Michael Keaton made Birdman... And you're like, sweet, Michael Keaton's a superhero again. I haven't seen him as a superhero. That movie was so fucking good, by the way. Uh, yeah, but it was super good if you like talking and not action. And then as a make good, Michael Keaton's like, okay, I will be another bird character. No, I will actually. Yeah. But this time I will actually do action and superhero things instead of just talking and running around as an old man with dementia in my underwear. So... I would say Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, everybody who watched Birdman and was upset by the lack of action should watch Spider-Man Homecoming because it's the final payoff for I'm going to say I don't think anyone watched Birdman other than you and was upset by the lack of action because it wasn't really marketed as a superhero movie. Well, no, it wasn't marketed as a superhero movie, but it was a movie that talked about this superhero movie that he was in for like the whole movie is them talking about Michael Keaton's character playing this superhero and then they never show you what that superhero looked like. Yeah. Uh, I guess the kind It does sh- when it like the character visits him. Yeah, at the very end he yeah. has like a fever dream or something where he thinks he flew and then he's just running around his tidy whities So, great movie. If you like dramatic movies with lots of talking, it's really good. There's lots of talking, and it is dramatic, and it is. But if you like action, skip Birdman and watch Spider-Man Homecoming. All right. Also, Michael Keaton as a bad guy, fucking amazing. Yeah, I imagine he would do that well. You what other villains does he play? You know what else you should watch Michael Keaton in? The movie Need for Speed, which I think I'm the only person who's seen it. But Michael Keaton's in that, and he's also fucking rad. Just, I think it's just Michael Keaton is super awesome, and anything he's in is that much better just because he's in it. I will agree with that. All right. Hey, we're at an hour and yeah. ten minutes. And I think we covered enough pop culture references from our childhood and the past to make this a complete episode. I feel like that cleansed the palate of all the political shit we were talking about before. I'm like, now this podcast is good again because we talked about Marvel Comics. The bad part is we started off with the politics so everybody got bored and left and then we talked about the good stuff which is Michael Keaton. I wonder, hey, dear listener, if you've listened this long, tell us, what do you listen to the podcast for? Is it our witty banter? Is it our hot takes on politics? Or is it our uh, amazing pop culture references? Our semi-homoerotic references to male actors. Yeah. That also are over our, the our age fully homoerotic references to 69ing each other <laughs> on air. <laughs> Uh, hey, thanks for listening to episode 67 of Outrage Factory. As always, I've been your host, Derek Bolin. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Herder. And I have been your host, Dale DeRuder. You can find me on Twitter 
at SuperDaleBot. You can find us on Twitter at OutrageFactPod, or you can like us on the Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash OutrageFactPod, I think. Sure. Uh, you can go to iTunes and subscribe to us. You can look at us at Simplecast, Outrage Factory. Yeah, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you listen to the podcast and you made it this far, please write us a review. Uh, you know, I'll take five stars. I would probably take four stars. Dale, how many stars would you like? I want six. Okay. Well, it doesn't go that high. Break that. So <laughs> as a meter. nice guy, I'll settle for five. He is a nice guy. He would never propose to his girlfriend while she was running a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> what <just>. a dickhead. <laughs> uh, yeah. And as always, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have anything that made you mad on the internet this week, or I guess next week, uh, feel free to shoot us a message. Tell us about it. And maybe we'll talk about it. And we'll try not to make fun of you because we'll absolutely make fun of you. The mailbag this week was just people ripping on my beard. So I'm not going <laughs> to. Don't worry, guys. Uh, I'll rip on him for his beard. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's universal. OK, uh, thanks for listening. Until next week. Stay angry. She's been drinking too much eggnog.